0: Welcome to Trap Talk Live presented by Huntsman Wildlife. I am your host, Ryan Ridgely, otherwise known as Huntsman or something. I don't know, the Huntsman, a Huntsman, owner of Huntsman. I'm the owner of Huntsman Wildlife. We're a wildlife removal company here in Cincinnati. We help homeowners remove nuisance wildlife from their home because most have no idea where to start. So we remove the animals, we clean up the mess that is made, and we repair the damage that it did, because let's be honest, the only unwanted house houseguest you should have in your home is your in-laws. I want to start off the show thanking all of our top Patreon supporters. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yep. Didn't set that up yet. Darn it. All right. Let's move on to this week's sponsor. This week's episode of Trap Talk Live is brought to you by, shoot, I don't even have sponsors yet. So if you haven't figured it out already, this is the first, number one, numero uno podcast for Trap Talk Live. Somebody told me I should state my goals and my objectives and all that other fun corporate mumbo jumbo at the beginning of this podcast, let you know what you're getting into. And let me just say this, to be honest, this is a sales tool. This is so that my friends, my neighbors, My fellow Cincinnatians can hear and understand that Huntsman Wildlife is here in the greater Cincinnati area to help you for all your wildlife needs. But this is also a fantastic opportunity for me to share my wealth of knowledge, 14 years. Okay, my balance of knowledge, I'm still learning. You're always learning, I digress. Anyways, this is for me to help kind of let you guys know All the tips, tricks, and ideas you can use if you're not in the Cincinnati area and you're dealing with some wildlife issues on your home, be it raccoons, squirrels, bats, birds, snakes, the whole gambit. Either way, my goal, my objective, my ultimate desire for this podcast is hopefully to educate, to inform, and to entertain. Every week I'm going to share with you what I call the top three of the week. That's going to be a win that's going to be a loss and that's going to be a learning moment. So let's start off on a high note. Let's talk about a win for this week. I will tell you as a new company, uh, we formed back in November, almost exactly a year ago. Uh, Being a new company, things have been interesting. I've learned a lot uh, that comes from running a wildlife control company. I've learned I can only be in one place at one time, so I need help. Uh, It's one of those between myself and my business partner, we have decided that we are going to start entertaining the possibility and idea of bringing on additional people onto the Huntsman Wildlife team. We are looking at bringing in one more technician that we're hopefully gonna be able to find uh, before the end of the winter here and get through the training process so that come April, May, we should be able to have them out certified and at least running mole, chipmunk, rodent work, and some ground trapping to help us when we get busy in the spring. When it comes to our biggest loss for the week, I'll tell you it's not going to be real hard for me to think of this one. It is absolutely the cluster blank that has been going on with deliveries of materials. A lot of people uh, have been talking, obviously, about the U.S. Postal Service and the slowdown in issue there, but from my experience, we're also experiencing some slowdowns and delays when it comes to FedEx and when it comes to UPS. I have never in the 10 months that I've been ordering products from some of my online distributors and suppliers dealt with the delays and problems with tracking numbers and uh, delivery times and dates that I have in the past week. This is bat season for those of you that are not familiar, which means we are going through a crud load of exclusion material between uh, our vent covers and our, our bat valves and our steel fiber cloth and all that stuff, I am going through it in massive amounts and having to order just about every other day. And it seems to be, I'm looking at seven to 10 day delivery windows, which I'm not used to. Normally I've got two to three day delivery windows and that has been a hard adjustment for me. Luckily my clients, my fantastic clients uh, have been more than patient and more than accepting of the delays. Hopefully, that gets resolved in the next couple of weeks and we can get this squared away. So, that ties directly into our learning or teaching moment of the week. For sure, uh, that is going to be I am going to need to pay better attention to my supply of materials and be able to forecast when I'm going to need materials and to have those on hand and on and in stock available to me when I need them. Um, you know, one of the things that we set up with Huntsman Wildlife is I absolutely despise the industry quote standard of telling customers it's going to be anywhere from seven to 14 days before I can be on site to deal with their issue. Nothing drives me absolutely up the wall more than when a potential client calls me and says, oh, You can be out in two days, that's amazing. The other company I I talked to said we can't be out for two weeks, three weeks. There was one point this spring, I'm not kidding you folks, there was a company here in Cincinnati that was telling people that they were booked a month out. Now you tell me this, tell me if you have a raccoon in your attic or you have squirrels in your soffits or you have bats, are you really gonna wait a month? Is that fair? I don't think that's fair. I digress, off the the soapbox I'll get. Anyways, yeah, so the teaching moment for this week is absolutely I need to be able to find and design and implement a system that's gonna let me better forecast the materials and tools and traps and equipment that I'm going to need so I can have those on stock and have those available and stop delaying my clients any farther than absolutely necessary. All right, let's get done talking about me and all my dirty laundry. That's no fun. Let's talk about something that I think will be helpful to all of you out there in podcast land. As I stated earlier, in case you are listening to this in the future, it is now the beginning of September, which means kids are back in school. Pumpkin soy lattes are flowing freely at your local Starbucks, Walmart, Target. They all have their Halloween displays up and ready to go. But that means from the wildlife standpoint, all of the creepy, crawly, fuzzy, and furry animals in our backyards are now looking for a place to potentially call home over winter. Now over the next few weeks, I'm gonna give you some tips and tricks on how to keep wildlife out of your home and keep them from calling your attics, your soffits, your basement, your crawl space, your garage, your home, their home during the cold months But let's first start, not with the animals in your home, but let's talk about how they end up on your property. So I had a friend a few days ago, reached out to me via Facebook. Uh, He lives in Maryland. He's on a channel up in Baltimore, right on the bay there. Uh, Beautiful view, uh, property butts right up to the water. He's got ducks that him and his significant other feed. Uh, they've got squirrels that they feed and they noticed a couple days ago that there is a full sized nice and fat well-fed norway rat that is also enjoying the duck feed and the squirrel treats that they are leaving out this friend of mine posed the question ryan how do i get rid of this rat and not affect the ducks and not affect the squirrels unfortunately the answer i had to give him was get rid of the food. You see, as much as we love to be amateur ornithologists and have our bird feeders and our bird baths and put out peanuts and and other sunflower seeds, stuff like that for the squirrels, and if we have a pond in the back or, like my friend, a a water source to put out scraps of of vegetables and fruits and, and bread and stuff like that for the ducks and the geese, that also is a massive attractant for other wildlife species. Not just rats, we're also talking about possums, we're talking about skunks, raccoons, coyotes, all of that. It becomes quite cyclical, because really if you extrapolate it out, so you go out and you buy yourself a nice little bird feeder and it's an adorable bird feeder, but it's not super practical. It's meant to look pretty uh, and to attract the birds plenty nice big basin to hold the bird seed but it's also a nice big basin that the birds can flop the seed out of on the ground that of course is going to attract the squirrels the squirrels are going to eat the seed they're also going to take that seed they're going to hoard it elsewhere don't get me started we'll go into that in another podcast about finding caches from squirrels that other animals like rats and mice like to you know pillage and call their own but with the ground food That becomes a food source, like I said, for stuff like raccoons, uh, stuff like rats, mice, chipmunks. And those rats, mice, and chipmunks, they become food sources for other animals. Those other animals could be very easily foxes, coyotes, feral cats, all of which are now attracted to your property because you wanted to see the birds. Now, I'm not saying having a bird feeder is something that shouldn't be allowed on somebody's property. I am saying, if you're going to have a bird feeder on your property, if you're going to be able to have a buffet for the wildlife in your neighborhood, then you have to do it the smart way. First and foremost, the distance that bird feeder is from your home is the most important part of all of this. Please keep your bird feeders, bird baths, at least 25 to 30 feet away from any structure. At that distance, the wildlife that is attracted to the bird feeder in addition to the birds, the previously mentioned rats, mice, chipmunks, squirrels, raccoons, they will be attracted to the food, but they are less likely to interact with your home, your office, your garage, your barn, or any other structure. The problem being that this time of year, in addition to stockpiling food, to increasing their caloric intake, to build up winter reserves, they're also on the lookout and aware of any potential places that they could spend the winter, be it in hibernation, being in torpor, or even just finding a warm place to call home during the winter the last thing you want to do is provide a constant and substantial food source and then have easy entry exit into your home so the second important detail about having a bird feeder on your property is to make sure that there are no possible entry exit points for the wildlife Uh, we've done a couple blog posts on huntsmanwildlife.com that talk about finding potential entry exit points that animals can have. Uh, When it comes to a mouse, uh, your standard field mouse or house mouse, you're going to want to look for holes that a number two pencil can fit in. When it comes to rats and chipmunks, find yourself a nice thick dry erase marker or a Sharpie or something like that. If you can fit that in a hole, then absolutely a chipmunk or a juvenile or a medium-sized rat can fit through. Now, when it comes to squirrels, squirrels don't often look for ground level entrances. They could, uh, but more than likely, they're looking for arboreal or uh, higher entrances, stuff like your soffits, your fascias. Uh, Make sure that you don't have any gaps, any cracks or anything that they could take advantage of. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be big enough that they can fit their cute little mouth in there and start gnawing away. Because once they can get that edge, once they can get just a couple bites started, then they can make that nice little racquetball sized cylindrical hole that they're looking for to get in and out of your attic. Now, when it comes to raccoons, that's where you really need to pay attention. Raccoons don't chew, they don't make a nice clean hole. They are going to rip, tear, shred and destroy in order to get into your home. So make sure everything is in good repair. Don't have any water damage or rotted out uh, boards in your soffits or your fascias. Make sure that any wind damage from the prior summer storms isn't left unattended where you know, you've know you got siding that was pulled out or uh, you've got some vinyl or aluminum soffits or whatever that had popped up. Make sure your soffit vents are in good order. A lot of times in some of these new builds we're coming across in Cincinnati, we're finding that when they're building these homes, they're just using the same screen material Uh, That they put in window screens as the actual venting material for your soffit vents. If that's the case, then I highly recommend putting metal guards over those soffit vents. It will still allow for airflow, but that's going to protect it from any intrusion from stuff like birds, squirrels, raccoons, and any other high roosting animals like that that could gain entry into your attic space through your soffits and cause problems throughout the winter. So long story short, if you're gonna have bird feeders this fall, if you're gonna continue to feed the birds over the winter, please, please, please make sure that they are a proper distance away from your home and also ensure that your home is secure, that there is no possible entry exit point for these animals. Of course, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't put a tiny little plug for Huntsman Wildlife in here. If you are listening and you are in the Cincinnati area, we do, seasonal inspections for wildlife issues you can have huntsman wildlife come out we will take a look at the home we will create a full color pdf report letting you know of any issues or concerns on your property that are current or could lead to potential wildlife issues on your home it's a great great service that we provide granted i suppose i'm a little partial uh, but for $85, it's super simple, super easy. We come out, we take a look at things, and we do a full home inspection. I'm going to be looking at your dryer vents. I'm going to be looking at your door, su- your door sweeps and door seals. We're going to look at stuff like, do you have branches overhanging your, the structure where you're providing an easy on-off access on your roof? Uh, do you have broken screens or are your gable vents or your, your attic vents not in good repair? is is the the roof venting so the attic venting some people have what's called a ridge guard vent is that in good repair or is that becoming an issue for the wildlife all of these items are addressed on our full pdf report that you get for giving us a call and having us come out for the 85 dollar wildlife home inspection it's super easy to schedule one of those you just go to our website at huntsmanwildlife.com go find a button that says schedule service click on that fill it out tell us that you heard us on the podcast and you want us to come out and do a fall wildlife inspection of your home i want to thank you all for taking the time to listen this week like i said our goal our mission is to have these out on a weekly basis eventually we'll have a consistent schedule Uh, right now i'm hoping to push this out and publish it on wednesday or thursday Hopefully, uh, we can have a start of the week schedule for this, but who knows? Uh, It's only me here, folks, so I don't know why I keep saying we. But like I said, I want to say thank you for listening. If you did find this podcast informational, educational, or entertaining, please, please, please go ahead. Leave us a review on your podcast player of choice. Feel free to visit us at huntsmanwildlife.com click on the blog section. There's a lot more in-depth information that we have there. And of course, uh, I can only ask that you share this podcast with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and anyone else that might find it interesting. At Huntsman Wildlife, we strive to protect the property of our clients and our listeners and to keep them healthy and safe. Till next time, see you folks.